We're going to move back and back local again. And joining me here in the WGN Skyline studio is Dorothy Miasso. She is executive director of the Literacy Volunteers of Illinois. And joining her is Reggie Dumas. He's a board member of uh, LVI. Thank you both for uh, coming to the studio this morning. Well, thank you for asking us to join you today. And, you in, so and hope you enjoy the lovely views here in the, after finally getting a sunny Sunday. Right. Yes, it's a great view here and a nice day out there, too. I can't wait to get out and enjoy it. And, but uh, you're probably going to be watching football. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't really be out very much. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Now stop telling the truth. Okay. Uh, I want, number one, I mean, I've, I've known uh, Dory for a long time, and uh, the, the Literacy Volunteers of Illinois is a great organization. And I, uh, as, as a journalist, as a reporter, as somebody who deals with words, uh, anything that encourages literacy, literacy education, uh, you, I can't support it enough. And so I, I wanted to have you here for that. And then we'll talk about a couple of events coming up uh, that I want, certainly want to support and promote. But first, tell me what is the Literacy Volunteers of Illinois? What do they do? Well, we're a statewide organization, and our mission is that we are dedicated to developing and supporting volunteer literacy programs that help families, adults, and out-of-school teens increase their literacy skills. Um, adult education is not real high in a lot of public uh, agendas. Uh, there is a lot of support for K-12, through but for adult education, they kind of feel that... Um, if you haven't learned to read by the time you're an adult, you probably weren't uh, paying attention in school. Um, but the truth that of the matter seems pretty dismissive. It is. It is. And the truth of the matter is, is that there's a lot of reasons that uh, that people haven't been able um, to read. We try to get across that there's certainly no shame attached to it. Also, that um, there's learning disabilities, there's immigration, um, there are refugees, and um, without a lot of public support for it, it's the volunteers and and community programs that pick up the slack. So uh, we recruit people to be tutors. Uh, we do training for them. Uh, we support the, in the Chicago area, there's probably about 45 or so um, volunteer programs that offer one-to-one tutoring in both basic literacy as well as English as a second language. And we're always looking for more volunteers. So if anybody out there that's listening, that's interested in being a volunteer, give us a call. At, look up, look us up on our website. And the website is? LVIllinois.org. Writing the stigma issue of, of uh, you know, people not wanting to acknowledge that uh, they can't read or they can't read well, uh, I think is a, a significant issue and hard for people to overcome to seek, to seek assistance. Yeah. Um, one of the things that really attracted me to the organization um, was exactly what you just said and exactly what Dorothy was just talking about, which is there is a stigma attached to um, this idea of, you know, once you get to a certain age um, and you might not be able to read or you might not be able to read as well, um, you know, what do you do at that point? You know, how do you function? Um, will people come out and, and actually support that? Um, I like the idea of empowerment, and I think that LVI actually does um, – does a great job with that and I think that once you empower someone to really take control of, of their destiny and once you give them the tools especially um, if you've created a community around them saying that hey you know what 
um, you know, you might not have learned this at the time that you were expected to learn this, but it's never too late. And that's really, really um, what I think is um, is really beautiful about what uh, what we do. Well, I think it's paramount. It's never too late. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, frankly, you never stop learning. Correct. I mean, that, if you just kind of switch the mantra a little bit, you know, there's always something to learn. Yeah, yeah, especially now in, in kind of like the digital age and, and really um, and really just because everything's just become so much more opened um, and, uh, and accessible. Um, I think that this is just the perfect time to, to really just empower everybody and just, you know, like you said, uh, remind everybody that it's not too late. Well, Dory, I think and, and it is empowerment. It? it is. It is. It's a. It's a matter of uh, social justice. Um, everybody deserves the um, the right uh, to be able to read. And as Reggie mentioned, as in the society is becoming so complex, um, especially in the digital age. And the sorry thing is that you know there was an international study that was done. Uh, it's probably been about five years now, um, and the United States didn't really do that well um, in compared to many of the European nations, um, especially. Um, the United States kind of came in in the middle, especially on the digital um, issues, um, on being able to access uh, technology. So um, it's a serious problem. Is is because of digitalization and, and social media and those kinds of things, is the training for and the tutoring uh, is that different because of how things have shifted well there's been a little bit of a movement um towards introducing a lot of uh, a lot of the digitalization um programs and actually there's some programs that actually even do um tutoring um via the internet uh, but we're still pretty basic on on one-to-one uh tutoring how now? How does somebody access these programs, Reggie? Um, yeah, uh, well, we actually go statewide um, in terms of being able to uh, to connect with volunteers and stuff like that. Obviously, as our uh, as our name implies. Um, actually, I'm gonna. We do yeah. have uh, on our website. We have a volunteer directory that lists all the programs, um, especially up in the uh, uh, six county area. Um, as I mentioned, there's a lot of community-based programs. Uh, many of the community colleges also do have one-to-one tutoring programs. Also, on our website is a listing of the programs. It's um, included in there are the hours of operation, the kind of services they offer. So um, if people want to volunteer, uh, we have the information there. Um, if people are looking for services, we do have a listing there also. I will mention that also um, we do offer training uh, for individuals. So um, if you're a little bit worried, uh, if a volunteer is a little bit worried about whether they'd be able to teach, they're not a teacher, you don't have to be a teacher. In fact, it's better even almost not to be a teacher because teachers work from curriculum. We are... Um, uh, Accessible. Yes, and we're um, individual-based. Um, the materials that we use is a lot of life skills materials. You know, an, an adult brings a lot to them, uh, uh, to their learning. They've made it through the life all along uh, without, with having limited skills. So we use materials. We use menus. We use um, work materials, job applications, everything life skills-oriented. I mean, the fundamental 
making making it the fundamental kind of things that that you would encounter on a on a daily basis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just you know, taking it out of just academia, but also applying it to real real world situation. Well, and I I know at one point I was you were kind enough to invite me to speak to uh, your your group yeah, and the Road to Literacy Conference and uh, where I talked about uh, political literacy and about how. You know, especially I think in these times, uh, and and speaking of empowerment, but in these times, the importance of of that words matter, and words matter when you listen to campaigns, when you listen to politicians, um, and being able to discern fact from fiction, fake news, <laughs> and uh, yes, I, I think I've heard that term before. <laughs> well, you really nailed it. I think. Um, uh, yeah, just to add to that point, um, uh, there's a lot of information out there. Um, and disinformation. And disinformation, but that's kind of the key. You really want to you really want to train yourself, um, and you also you know train others in your community uh, to be able to understand what that information is, so that you can make the best uh, decision possible. We're speaking with Reggie Dumas. He's a board member, and Dorothy Masso, the executive director of the Literacy Volunteers of Illinois. I'm Rick Pearson. This is the Sunday Spin. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio. Joining me here in the studio is Dorothy Miasso. She is Executive Director of the Literacy Volunteers of Illinois. And Reggie Dumas, who is a board member at LVI. And again, both of you, thanks for joining me. We've been explaining what Literacy Volunteers of Illinois does um, and, and I think in serving a vital role and and one where again we're talking about i think what's an often neglected part of a lifetime of education of learning how to read and how to comprehend especially more than ever in these fast-paced times how important literacy is but you also uh provide training for people as well yes and uh there's the americorps uh program Yes, yeah, so essentially being a statewide organization, we do provide support services uh, to adult literacy programs. One of the largest programs that we provide and one of the greatest services for the community-based agencies is we are a sponsor of an AmeriCorps program. We call it the VOCAL program, Volunteer Outreach for Community Action and Literacy. And for those that may not be familiar with AmeriCorps, um, it's often referred to as the uh, Domestic Peace Corps. And in AmeriCorps, we have a variety of opportunities um, from individuals serving on a part-time, very limited basis, maybe one day a week, to a full-time commitment of five days a week um, for a year. Um, during, as an AmeriCorps member, individuals uh, receive a living allowance. There's also an educational award, so it makes it very attractive, especially perhaps for recent college graduates or maybe those that are still in school. Um, in our program, the AmeriCorps members serve as literacy specialists. They recruit people to be tutors. They help to, to train them also. Um, and they also do tutoring themselves also. So it's a, it's a great program. Uh, we've been a sponsor of it for over 20 years, and uh, we've had probably um, 800 people that have um, been AmeriCorps members. Another program that I'd like to mention is that we work in the Illinois Youth Centers um, for delinquent kids, um, and we call that program Jumpstart, and we have volunteers going in uh, doing one-to-one tutoring with the incarcerated kids 
we also do have a program uh, to reach them at once they're released also. And uh, we're always looking for volunteers there also. So we'd like to encourage you to consider that. Well, and I, it's interesting you make the point about that there's follow-up to that, that yes. it's not just, you know, the, the trauma of the institution itself, but uh, but there's there needs to be kind of a follow-up to it, that it, it the services don't just end upon release. Yes, exactly. Um how do, I mean, is there a way that you're able to stay in touch with uh, these these juveniles, or do they do they track them for you, or how how does that work? It's a difficult population uh, to work with, and it's I'm an sure. area that we uh, have just started uh, working with in the last couple of years or so. Um, there's a lot of pressure uh, for the kids once they do get back into the uh, community. Many of them do have aspirations. Um, realizing those goals um, is a little bit more difficult. Um, Many of the uh, youth that are incarcerated once they are released, um, they don't always have a place to return to also. Um, it's a, uh, you know, a troubled life that many of them uh, have had. So keeping in touch with them, we do work with the what's called aftercare. Uh, they don't call it parole anymore. Um, and we work with the aftercare specialists also uh, to try to keep in touch with them. Um, as you said, that has to be an extremely uh, difficult population uh, to, to, to work with, but that's the one that needs to be accessed, I think, in, in a great way. Yes, a, uh, a major emphasis that we have, and we call that program Unbound College Bound, um, and we are seeking to get them into higher education, and we've had some success for, um, with it also. Um, we do have private funding for that program um, also uh, through the uh, Robert I. McCormick Foundation, um, who is uh, focusing on that population also. Um, you know, I... I I was curious, we've talked about this in the past, about um, how messed up the state budget was <laughs> and and how that affected the organization with its, its funding challenges. Uh, have things gotten any better? They've gotten better, but we, uh, we're still waiting for payment for, I think it's uh, April, May, and June uh, on one of our contracts. The AmeriCorps uh, program is federal funds, so they're passed through, um, but even that at times is a little bit slow in coming in. So things are a little better. They're a little better. <laughs> After the borrowing happened last year, we got paid right away. Yeah. Pardon? After the, after they borrowed money last year, oh. we, they cleared away a lot of yes, our, with of the, our with back the... payments. But um, it started slowing up again recently. How far behind did it get at the worst point? Well, in, at in one time, we crisis? at one point, we were a year behind. One year. One year. Yep. We uh, sold our um, uh, receivables Hello. to one of the vendor assistance programs. It's, you know... This, these are vital programs. This is, as you said, you know, because of you're dealing with a population that some people kind of just disregard, and it falls to volunteerism, and it falls to programs like yours, and and then the government still finds a way to mess things up sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I think it's also it's it's there's always that, but I also think this is again this is a great thing about being a board member is that it's a um, it's a community, 
it's a community effort. Um, you know, um, it's true sometimes that you know things like that are gonna are gonna happen um, inevitably. But you know, um, I, I think that we're really dedicated to our mission, and I think that um, again, as long as there's always people out there who who know what our mission is and who are willing to help, um, you know, I think we'll 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 be in a a good place. And and uh, and then yeah, I mean, if anybody ever wants to like help us out or anything like that. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, doing like uh, individual donations and that kind of thing. <laughs> well, speaking of helping out, we have coming up the uh, Scrabble for Literacy Challenge. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about that? Okay, so uh, we began doing a Scrabble for Literacy Challenge as one of our main fundraisers for, for the year. And we have one coming up uh, next Saturday. Um, its tickets are $25. You, we offer three ways to play. So if you're a, um, a, a dedicated player, you can join the, um, Scrab- the North American Scrabble Players Association playing a tournament. We are a, we are a recognized and sanctioned national tournament. We also do have a competitive where you play by Scrabble rules and you play for prizes and cash prizes. And we also have what's called Just for Fun to come out and surprise and uh, support us and play by whatever rules you want um, with whoever you want also. You don't. You can make up your own words. You can make up your own words. If, <laughs> if, if you're playing against a bad speller that doesn't know the difference. I think I'll use Q and Z, and yes, I'll figure out some way to make it And we'll have some silent auction items also. We'll have a raffle, and um, one of the prizes will be to get to sit in right here on the Sunday Spin with Rick Pearson. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, that's Scrabble. That's coming up. Then also we've got... uh, Casino. Casino night. Yes, well, you know, not everybody's a word nerd. So um, we do offer other games to play also, and um, we are sponsoring a casino night also, and we're doing that in conjunction with Literacy Chicago also, uh, which is a uh, uh, the Chicago-based program that offers adult literacy services. We're going to have um, blackjack and roulette, poker and craps, uh, again, some silent auction items, um, raffle prizes. Uh, we can't offer money. Uh, for the casino, but you get to choose from a lot of great prizes once you cash in your chips. Sounds great. You can get and more that, information. And that is Saturday night, November 9th. You can get information about both these events at lvillinois.org and just click on the events uh, bar at the top of the page. Dorothy Miazzo, Reggie Dumas, thank you so much for joining me here thank this you, Sunday thank you. morning.